Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. We want to thank God so much for this great day this great day that the Lord has made for us to uh, rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you so much, Pastor Ruben and, and, and your wife for being such sacrifices on the altar of God and for availing uh, this opportunity for us to hear the word of God on this platform. I bring you greetings and love from my own father, Apostle Grace Trubega. Uh, uh, in whose shoes I came, whose shoes I came, and I, I'm, I'm so <clears throat> I'm so in love with uh, my father. He knows that we are here listening to the word, and today I happen to invite uh, some of my brothers and sisters under the same cover uh, here with us. Uh, we have uh, Mama Dokas from Kabale. We have uh, Papa Horace also Kabale. We have uh, uh, Papa Kefas also from Kabale, man of God, Ronald from Kabale. Thank you guys for tuning in. So uh, the, uh, the team, the team is now bigger. So uh, when I delayed a bit to join, I, I was doing my invitations also. Uh, we want to thank God. We want to thank God. Father, we thank you uh, for your mercy and grace toward us. Thank you, Lord, because you chose us and entrusted us with ministry, with family, with business. Thank you for your involvement in our lives, Lord God. Thank you for choosing us. When men could not have chosen us, you, you chose us. You, you chose us. But we have men who could not accept us. You, you accepted us. And so for that, we honor you, Lord God. And uh, because you called us, we are here to know why you called us. Because within us, we hear, we feel a call of God in us. That's why we are pulled such meetings. We feel called by you. The reason as to why we tune in such uh, places is because we feel uh, called by you. And so we are here a lot to hear from you, to hear why you have called us and in such a time as this, Lord God. Father, I, want, I pray that the anointing of the Spirit of God will mantle us this day in the name of Jesus. Each and every one that has tuned in today, we want to understand these things. And the Bible says that the unction from on high is what gives us access to all knowledge, access to the knowledge of all things. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, our minds are open, our hearts are ready, we are humble. Speak your word, and we shall be changed to what you want us to be. In Jesus' name, we believe and pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord God. Praise the Lord God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Praise God. We also have a man of God, uh, Brian. I think uh, you joined us, Papa Brian. So from Fanero uh, is here with us in Kampala. He's here in, with us in Kampala. Thank you so much for joining. Today, uh, we are yet going to be blessed. Uh, God has uh, uh, made this subject even richer, even richer in my heart. And uh, I normally share things that uh, have worked in my life. I... I don't normally uh, love to share things that have not worked in my life, even though God sometimes uses me to share things that are beyond uh, my experiences because God is not limited to my experiences when he wants to speak. He, he, he can speak beyond my mind, beyond my experiences. But I, I love when God uses me in areas where he has worked in me. 
because there it gives me a certain uh, a certain boldness to speak. You know, is what we what what the people normally. Or uh, the moral, they call it uh, something. The moral is it like moral right to speak? The people who don't have the moral something, but uh, when you're there's a certain boldness and purity when you're sharing it. And so, when I began to share about the secret place, it's because I'm a product of that place, and not just a product of that place, but a student of that place because. Before you can become a product of uh, the secret place, you must have been a student of the secret place. You see, you have you must have been a student of the secret place for you to become a product. You see, every product we find in the shop was first uh, in, in in the factory, or if it is food, it was first in the kitchen. And so it becomes a product to sell or to display later because it is coming from somewhere. And so yesterday we began sharing on uh, three, what I call, uh, there are two big orders to help us uh, review some of those things in our private time. I might not preach everything really but at least god is going to use me to open the subject but even you as you meditate as you serve god god will use to keep speaking to you and so we secret place this the secret place the secret things and the secret life and the message i think will be made available to us uh, Pastor Ruben uh, was was uh, telling us that he was working on the message, and so we will be getting it. We'll be getting it, or he will tell us where to get it from. So yesterday we touched <coughs> the secret place, the secret place, and we were looking at how how God wants to have you in the secret place, how God desires that you dwell in the secret place. We read from Psalm 91, where the Bible says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So God has a secret place. He has a secret place. And the Bible actually also says, <clears throat> thank you so much, Papa Kephas is giving us the scriptures in the chat section. <clears throat> Uh, the Bible says that God is in secret and he sees in secret. He is in secret and he sees in secret. And yesterday we endeavored to explain that God will not reward openly what he did not see in secret. <clears throat> he rewards openly what he sees in secret. And so it is in vain for someone to look for a reward openly, yet he has not reported in the secret place. If you have not reported in the secret place, there is no open word from God for you. And so God desires to have you in the secret place. And yesterday we endeavored to talk about the seed. God once, once you're in the secret place because you are a seed. And the seed is for continuation. Seed is not primarily for food. Seed is for continuation. You see, uh, the reason as to why we have food today is because of the seed that was sown yesterday. The seed that was sown yesterday is what is giving us food today. And if we are going to continue having food, then we must have the seed sown. Because only the seed that is sown is what continues. The seed that is sown is what continues. Now, if you're not interested in continuing, this message is not for you. If you're interested in just living and then dying, if you just want to live and then die, and there's nothing that continues with you, 
this message is not for you. But if you are looking at continuation, then this message is very important because you are a seed and God seeks to continue you, to continue you, to continue your legacy, to continue your legacy. See, to continue your legacy. And so because of that, you have to be sown. You have to be planted. As a seed, you have to be planted. There's no option about that. Because that which is not planted is eaten. That which is not planted is eaten. That which is not planted is eaten. The seed which is not planted is eaten. And once it is eaten, there is no continuation. And so if God does not successfully plant you, you will be successfully eaten and uh, you, you, there will be nothing to talk about you anymore because you were eaten up. But if you are planted, then we have a harvest to talk about. We have a harvest to talk about. If you were planted, we have a harvest to talk about. If you are planted, we have a harvest to talk about. And so people who don't like to be in the secret place are not interested in continuing. Not everyone who begins a ministry, that ministry continues. Not everyone who begins a business, that that business will continue. Not everyone who begins a school or begins whatever they begin, uh, that those things they begin will continue. It is those who understand being planted or being put in a secret place that continue. And God is interested in your continuing. That's why also he calls you to hear such messages. He calls you to hear such messages because he's interested in continuing. He wants to continue you. When God appeared to Abraham, he says, I want to bless you and your seed. I want to make you a blessing. I say, I want to bless you and make you a blessing and your seed after you. And your seed after you. I want to bless you. You and your seed. You see, God didn't say, I want to bless you and your children. He didn't call them children. He called them seed, not children. He called them seed. Mm. You see that? He says, I want to bless you and your seed. So God is not just coming into the life of Abraham for the sake of only Abraham. God is not looking at only Abraham. He's looking at the seed of Abraham. And the Bible actually says that if you are Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed? Not Abraham's child, but Abraham's seed. Why is, why is God keeping that word seed? Because he's interested in continuation. He's interested in continuation. You see that? He's interested in continuation. So what is not planted does not continue. What is not planted does not continue. It is that which is sown that continues. That continues. So God seeks to sow you. <laughs> you see... Uh, you can sow any kind of seeds you want to sow, but you are the biggest seed you can ever be sown. I don't know that that's good English, but if 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 God can have you sown, if if you can surrender yourself to be sown, then there's nothing else you can't give. If you can give yourself, you can give anything else. And God is not looking for your offerings; He's looking for you to be an offering. You see, God is not looking for your seed. Give me a seed. No, he's looking for you. You are his seed. You are his seed. You are his seed. You are his seed. And if you can give yourself as a seed, then there's no seed you can't give. <laughs> there's no seed you can't give. If you, are already, if you are already a seed yourself, there's no seed you cannot give. You'll have no problem giving any seed because you, yourself, you are a seed. Yourself, you are a seed. Yourself, you are a seed. And so because God is interested in your continuation, he has to introduce you to the secret place called the soil. The secret place called the soil. The secret place called the soil. The soil. Where you're going to be planted and take root. Where you're going to be planted and take root. Many Christians are frustrated because they begin things and they never continue. The things they begin never continue. If you understand how the seed functions, you will understand continuation and the devil cannot stop seeds. The devil, you see, 
the devil just wants to frustrate an unplanted seed. But once it is planted, the devil has no opportunity. That's why the Bible says that the seed that was sown on the way, on the on the, on the way, it says on the on the wayside side, it says the birds took that one. See, because the birds could access it, it had not been sown. So the reason is why some people are accessed by the birds of the air is because they are unsown. The devil accesses them because they are unsown. When you are not sown, when you are not sown, you are accessed by the birds of the air. Every time you're fighting with demons, you're wrestling with demons because you are not sown. Demons do not see planted seeds. Demons do not recognize, they don't see planted seeds. If you only you can be sown, demons will have a problem finding you. Demons will have a problem finding you. Those birds that stole the word is because it was by the wayside. It was not sown. It was not sown. And so now we're talking about the secret place, that place where God saws you. Because you see, God is an agriculturist. He's an agriculturist and he, he sows his seeds. And before you were born, you were already named the seed in Abraham when God said, I'll bless Abraham and his seed. So you came already named a seed. You are a seed. You are a seed. And so because you are a seed, God has to introduce you to the soil. And that's why now it is very important which ministry you are in because planted the environment in which you are, because the success of NS that that seed is sown in, the success of any seed will depend on the soil that it will be planted in. It, it matters which house of God you feed from because you need the soil that will provoke the potentials of you, your, or your potential as a seed. Because the soil must put a demand on the potential of a seed that is sown in it. But if it is this, if the soil is wrong, then it will not put a demand on the seed to produce its potential. So you need a church that can provoke the potentials that are within you to come forth. And so when, when, God, when God can successfully put you in such a ministry and plant you, then your potentials will be, uh, will be uh, will provoked to come out. Will be provoked to come out. There are soils that kill seed. There are some ministries that kill seeds. They help you. There ministries that kill seeds. You are planted there, you are finished. You are planted there, you are finished. You are planted there, you are finished. The environment is good for some seeds, but not for some other seeds. And so there's no bad ministry. There's no bad soil. There has to be a specific ministry for the seed that you are. There has to be a specific ministry for a seed that you are. You, the kind of seed you are, which ministry should you be in? Which ministry can provoke the potentials within you? Which ministry can provoke the potentials within you? Which ministry, which house of God? Which house of God? If you don't find a good one, then uh, something will happen to the harvest. Something will happen to the harvest. And God is very, very interested in what comes out of you. Praise the living God. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Are we together? I want to know we are together. You can make use of the chat section so that we, we can communicate together. I want to know whether I'm clear so that I can continue. Praise the living God. The soil is not a place of manifestation. The soil is supposed to manifest you. You're not supposed to manifest on your own. The soil should manifest you. The soil should manifest you. You don't just show up on your own. If you show up on your own, the birds of the air will collect you. 
the birds of the air will collect you. Don't show up on your own. Let the soil manifest you. Let the soil manifest you. Don't manifest yourself. Because the birds of the air are waiting for any seed that is independent from the soil. That is independent from the soil. The birds of the air are ready to collect it. The soil manifests you. It is important. The product of the secret place. Be a product of the secret place. Who are struggling too much with demons? Mm. They are wrestling with the demons all the time because they're not planted. Mm. So the birds of the air can easily access them. Mm. The birds of the air can easily access them. They can easily access them. And so you have to be a product of the secret place. Mm. Let the soil manifest you. Let the soil manifest you. Don't just manifest yourself. Let your submission manifest you. Let your submission manifest you. Be a product of submission. Don't be too available to demons on the surface, on the wayside. On the wayside. The seeds that are on the wayside, Christians who just love to move. So for them, they love the way. You see, they, they love the way. But, but they, they don't like the, the, the process. They like the way. They like to move. They want to make progress, but they are not interested in being planted. They like progress. They are already on the way. You find someone already on the way. Someone is already on the way, but he is not principled at all, but he's already moving. Mm. There's no discipline in them at all, but they're already going. They're already on the way. Mm. What are you doing on the way without discipline? Mm. What are you doing on the way without... You know, without being built, mm. you see, without being built, what are you doing driving, yet you have never been under instruction oh to drive? You see that? What are you doing on the way? Those seeds on the way. What are you doing on the way? The people who have already gone to begin ministries, they're already on the way. But they lack the basics. Mm. They lack the basics, the foundation. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm. And so, God has to hide you first. God has to hide you first. Mm. If you are if you are already manifested and you, you, you have not been uh, in the secret place, seek go, seek God. You see, the, the idea of seeking God is finding God where he's hiding. Because see, God also hides. Yesterday we saw how God hides. Mm. Find God in hiding. Why is God hiding? If God can hide, why should you show yourself? If God, <laughs> if God can hide, <laughs> you what? Why do you love being seen? If God, 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 for Him He loves, He hides. You, you like to be seen. Ah, you and God, who's more important? How come? <laughs> how come God, 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 God? They're all knowing. They're all important. For Him He hides. You, you are too, too you are too, uh, you are too visible. You're too visible. Seek God, join God in his hiding place. Let God hide you and deal with you before he can present you. Before he can present you. So I want to share just maybe three things of why God will hide you, why God wants to hide you. Three things. Why God desires to hide you. So, number one, Maybe I'll share it like this. God hides you to teach you three things. Mm. He hides you to teach. There could be more, but for now, God has revealed three. Mm. So in case God uses another man of God to talk about the fourth or the fifth, that's okay. Don't refuse that kind of man of God. But me, I have three today. Mm. God hides you to teach you that function, number one, function is greater than manifestation. Mm. Function, function is greater than manifestation. Amen. If God has not taught you that function is greater than manifestation, then you are not ready to be manifested. Mm. 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 Function is greater than manifestation. Mm. 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 So that when He finally manifests you, you will be function minded and not celebration minded. Oh yeah. Mm? Mm. 
so that when he finally manifests you, you will be function-minded, not celebration-minded. There are some people who just want to be celebrated. They want to be celebrated. They want to be lifted. They want to be, you know, uh, put up there and, you know, spoken of in a, in a, in a, in a you know, highly lifted. They want to be celebrated. So they are celebration-minded. And they are doing nothing, but they want to be celebrated. Doing nothing, but they want to be celebrated. It's like Satan. Satan worships nobody, but he wants to worship like nothing. You find out, what, who does Satan worship? We see the son worshiping the father. The Bible says to worship God, you must worship in spirit. We see that even the spirit is involved in the worshiping of the father. Satan does not worship anybody, but he wants worship. Now, okay, if we were to worship Satan, Satan, what is his work? What is Satan's function? What does he do? What does Satan do if we were to worship him? What does he do? And so because God does not want to make another devil, he has to hide you and train you that function is greater than manifestation. Function is greater than manifestation. When you take a selfie, does the brain show up in the photo? When you take a selfie? The brain, you can never take a selfie of the brain. Because the brain has, it has to be hidden. The brain has to be hidden. It's, it's not supposed to be manifest. The brain, is, <laughs> the brain is not supposed to be manifest. You see that? It's not supposed to be to show itself outside. You see? Now you imagine if, if your brain wanted to also show itself in the photo. <laughs> that kind of, that kind, first of all, the headache you will get <laughs> if, if not dying in the very moment. For the brain wanting to come out to also be recognized. You know when they say, uh, let the brain also stand up for recognition. <laughs> let, let, let the brain stand up. If, if your brain stood up for recognition, would you remain alive? <laughs> Aye. Yet there are some people, if you don't recognize them, they will leave the church because you did not recognize them. They leave the church. You imagine if the brain stood up for recognition. <laughs> or if the, if the pancreas came out to be recognized also because that does, it, it does important work in the body. No, it is there to function, not to be seen. It is there to function, not to be seen. Even the eyes that, that appear in the selfie, they are there to see, not to be seen. The eyes that appear in the selfie, they are there to see, not to be seen. <laughs> the Bible says you are the light of the world. You are the light. But light, the work of light is to manifest things, to show things. When we switch on the light, we see what is in the room. You see that? The work of light is to manifest things. Light, the reason that's why we see light is because it is supposed to show other things. So God, man, God makes you manifest so that you can also manifest certain things, not for you to be the one manifest. We don't switch on lights to see light. We switch on light to see things. So when God uses you, what do people see? What other things do people see apart from you? When you're function-minded, you don't mind about people seeing you. You mind about people seeing the fruit, what comes out of you. And so God has to hide you and teach you that. When you understand that, then you are ready to be manifested. Oh, hallelujah. And so God hides you that he may teach you that function is greater than manifestation. Function is greater than manifestation. And that's how the body functions the parts that are hidden are actually more important than the ones that are manifest. And there's a lot of function happening inside more than outside. And so some, 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 the, the church needs to understand this, that not everybody is made for the stage. 
So if the body of Christ does not understand that, then we are having brains that are standing up for recognition. <laughs> and that's why we're having this ill health in the body of Christ, because every part wants to be seen. Even the large intestines, they want to be seen. <laughs> if you're a large intestine in the body of Christ, relax. Function. God celebrates function above manifestation. And that is a lesson of the secret place. That's a lesson of the secret place. Number two, God hides you to teach you that maturity is greater than achievement. Maturity is greater than achievement. I want us to go to the book of Galatians chapter four. Galatians chapter four. Galatians 4. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse 1. It says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. It says, The heir, as long as he's a child, differs nothing from a servant though he be Lord of all. Maturity is greater than achievement. Now he's telling us about a child who is an heir, which means the achievements are already there, but the problem is that he's a child. So God has to do something with this child before he gives them the achievements because he honors maturity. Look at verse two. It says, but is under. Let's read maybe the, let's read again. Now I say that the heir, as long as the child differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under. Is under until the time. So what God does, because he honors maturity above achievements, he gets this child and he puts him under tutorship and governorship. He puts them under tutorship and governorship. He says the child is not different from a slave. Many Christians are living a slave life, a slave life, yet they are heirs. Why? Because they have never been tutored. They have never been governed before. Are you tutorable? Are you governable? <laughs> Are you tutorable? <laughs> Are you teachable? Are you governable? Because that is the only difference that is there between this child and the servant. Because God intends to make a, a difference between his children and the servants. Servants are those guys who are not born again. The, the difference between them is tutorship and governorhood. He puts them under teachers, under instructors. Which instructor do you sit under? Who governs you spiritually? Is it only the Holy Spirit? Because he said governors, and this, there's a plurality. This is governors and tutors. If it wasn't God, he wouldn't be used the plural. This child must be subjected under governorhood, if that is the right English. And, and see, God is interested in maturity. That's why he has to baptize you in instructors and governors. Oh, praise God. Because he's teaching you how to govern the inheritance, how to govern the inheritance. There are many people right now because they were not governed, money is governing them. They are being governed by the inheritance. Instead of governing the money, the money governs them. The money is what decides where they should go. The money is what decides what they should do. They're not the one deciding what to do with the money. They're not the ones deciding what to do with money. Money decides what they should do. Because they were not tutored 
by people who have handled money and have not been handled by money. You see that? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's look at a verse here. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 19. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Do we have that verse? Let me read it. It says, a feast is made for laughter. A feast is made for laughter. And wine makes merry. But money answers. A feast is made for laughter. And wine makes merry. But money answers all things. <laughs> It says money answers all things. Before God puts a lot of money in your hands, he wants to teach you to recognize which questions to answer. He says money answers all things. Before money comes to you, do you know which questions to answer? Because money comes to answer questions. Are you a... Uh, are you a person that pro produces answers? Or oh, every money that comes to you is for making feasts and buying wine. You see, <laughs> in that verse, it talks about feasts and wine. He says, look at that, look at that, look at the verse again. He says, a feast is made for laughter. But brothers and sisters, who can laugh for two hours? Can you laugh for two hours? It says wine makes merry. You see, the, the, the joy that is brought by wine, how long does it last? Short-lived. The feast, short-lived. Because no one can have a party for two months. Parties come to an end. Feasts come to an end. When you drink wine, the joy it brings comes to an end. When the wine gets off your head, the joy also lifts. So he says, now that's why he says, but money. You see, he said, but money. But money. He's, he's talking about fists and wine. Then he says, but money answers all things. Money answers all things. Now he's, he's maturing you in finance. So that you are not a, just a party person, a wine person. He wants you now to begin answering more serious questions. This money answers all things, not just feasts and wines. Money answers. There are people who can throw a party and the money they spend in throwing a party can finish hunger in Congo. <laughs> the, the, the one party that they throw if we collect all that money, we can finish hunger in Congo. People in Congo are asking a question, what are we going to eat? That's a question that money should answer. That's a question that money should answer. There are people right now who are saying, what are we going to put on? There are people right now who, have, who, are, who are in hospitals asking questions. They're asking God questions. And God is saying, I have told Christians to go to hospitals. They have refused. Yet people in hospitals are asking questions. So when God sees that you are beginning to answer those very useful questions that touch the heart of God, then God sends the money to you because money comes to answer questions. But for you, the questions that you answer are the ones that concern you. What should I eat next? What should I put on next? What should I, what should I, what should I do next? So every time money comes to you, it is to serve you. So God has to put you in a secret place and teach you the purpose of money to teach you that you have to mature above possessions. Maturity is greater. Maturity is greater than achievement. Because even if God puts you in a place of prosperity, what will keep you in that place is your maturity. If you're not mature, it doesn't matter where God puts you, you will lose what he gives you. So he in, intends for you to mature up. Let's look at another verse. Let's look at another verse. Thank you, Respite. 
our time is running. Someone is running after our time. Hmm. Thank you, Lord God. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Actually, it's the same chapter, verse 16. Ecclesiastes 10, 16. We have that verse. He says, What to you, O land, when your king is a child? <laughs> what to you? Listen, the whole land is going to become troubled because the one who is ruling over that land is a child. What to you, O land, when your king is a child and your princes eat in the morning? Your princes eat in the morning. Ha! Your princes eat in the morning. So God has to teach you. If he's going to make you a king, he has to teach you how not to eat in the morning. Breakfast, please. <laughs> Eating in the morning. He's not talking about, uh, of course, breakfast. Uh, uh, that's a joke. You, you, you need to eat your breakfast. But he's saying these people who eat early, they begin the business and they eat the business early. Before the business can take off, they've already eaten it. <laughs> they begin a ministry. Before members can become many, they begin to devour some of them before, before they can even become many. Ah. They eat early. They eat early. They, 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 they want to, to satisfy themselves early. Oh, shatalabaka satabaya. If any man of God has just begun ministry and the offering is for buying dresses and shoes and necklaces, yet you have just begun ministry, you are already buying expensive things from the offering. <laughs> you are eating early. <laughs> the, the, the lights are not functioning well. The sound, the microphones are not functioning well, but you are already eating. Ah, ah. It says, woe unto you, all land. Listen, a whole land is suffering because the king of the land is a child. So if God is looking at making a king, he's not going to make the child a king because he'll make the whole land suffer. There are some ministries which are suffering because their pastors are children, even though they have beards. Because for us, we think as long as someone has a stature, he's mature. No. God has to hide you and teach you the importance of maturity. Mature you. Then he can now manifest you. So that your childhood will not appear on stage. God does not want your childhood to appear on stage. So he, he says now, come in the secret place. Let me mature you. Then I can present you. So that is very key. The, don't, he doesn't want to risk the land. He says, woe unto you all land. Which means the king, the war of the land is its king. The war of the land is its king. The curse of the land is its king. In, in the same way, the blessing of the land is its king. Just like a family, the blessing of a family is its head. The curse of any family is its head. Its head. And so God hides you to teach you that maturity is bigger than achievement. And because of time, let's go to number three. God hides you to teach you that the foundation is greater than the structure. The foundation is greater than the structure. The part you never see on a skyscraper is its foundation. You know, we admire skyscrapers. The part you never see on a skyscraper is its foundation. We admire the height of the skyscraper. Nobody sees the foundation. And so God has to hide you and deal with the foundation. Because of what God wants to build on your life, that's why he's interested in building your foundation, in giving you a very strong foundation. So the secret place is the place where your foundation is perfected. Why your foundation is perfected. You see that? Because when we compromise the foundation, we have risked the structure. When we compromise the foundation, we have risked the structure. And God is not a risk taker. It's, it's people who take risks. 
God does not take risks. That is why he's a God of sure foundations. He's a God of sure foundations. He does not risk. He's a God of sure foundations. He ensures the foundation is firm enough to hold the building. The things you want to begin, do you have enough foundation to begin them? Are you founded enough in the realm of the spirit? Do not see. That's the book, book of Hebrews. It says the things that we see, they, 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 they are born of the things we don't see. You see that? So which means if you are to manage those which, the things which are seen, you must be a person of the unseen. The secret places, the things we see come from a secret place. The things that appear come from a secret place. So if you have no secret place, how do you make things appear without a secret place? It's an amazing thing. How do you expect to make things appear? How do you want to appear yet you're not coming from a secret place? Yet the Bible says that the things we see come from an unseen place. Are you are you, are you a product of an unseen place? Are you a product? Of, the foundation, the foundation, the foundation, the foundation. Listen, any house that has a weak foundation is headed for a fall. The Bible is clear about that. Because God is serious with foundation, when it came to his own church, he did not look for a foundation. He did not build a foundation for his church. Jesus Christ did not build a foundation for his church. He didn't build a foundation for his church because he cares a lot about foundation. He didn't build a foundation for his church. He decided to become its, its foundation. He is the very foundation of the church. Manta Kabaya. He could not trust any foundation. He decided to become the very foundation of the church that he was building. He says, I will build my church. The very builder of the church is the foundation of the very church. So whatever you're going to build will be standing on you. Anything you build, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a business, whatever you build will be standing on you. When you collapse, they all collapse. Now, God wants you to be built very well as a foundation so that whatever is built on you can stand for years, can continue. Can stand for years, can continue. Can God, see, you, it's not about the painting of the building, the glasses and the, 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 you know, the, the, you know, the structure that touches the sky. And people can come and take photos on that building. If the foundation has a problem, it's a matter of time. And that structure will be no more. And so God says, come, I hide you. There is no foundation. If you go to any house, the only thing you will never not see is the foundation. Foundations are not manifested, but they are the reason why the structure manifests. Doesn't matter if you put up any structure or to run anything. If it is not on a foundation, you are wasting time. You're just wasting time. So God does not want to, God is not the time waster. Because God is not the time waster, he must work on your foundation. And foundations are only found in the secret place. Foundations are only found in the secret place. You have to be a child of a You must fall in love with it. <laughs> you have to fall in love with the secret place. You have to fall in love with the secret place. And submission is that secret place in the house of God. Submission. Never fight with submission. It is that place. The Bible says, submit to God. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Submit to God. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. The devil does not flee from people who are not submit, submissive. He will, keep, he will keep disturbing until you submit. He says, when you submit, he flees. When you don't, he stays. When you don't, he stays. When you submit, he flees. When you submit, <laughs> when you don't, when it says submit to God, resist the devil. Now, there are Christians who are trying to resist a devil that they have submitted under. 
Because if you're not submitted to God, you are automatically submitted to the devil. There's no middle, middle ground. There's no middle ground. If you're not submitted to God, you are submitted to the devil. And if you submitted to the devil, how are you going to cast out a devil that you submitted under? How? How? You have to first unsubmit from Satan. Submit to God and then resist that, that Satan. Satan cannot go away when he's the one who's your Lord. You see that? So in the house of God, you have to ensure you are submitted so that God can work on your foundations before he can build that big dream he showed you, before he can build on you. When you, when you look, close your eyes and see what God has shown you, it's an amazing thing God has shown you. But God does not want to risk building such a thing on a shaky foundation. If he has not perfected you as a foundation, he's not risking building anything on you. He loves you. He will just leave you bricks and sand. He will leave you as bricks and sand. If you're not interested in, in, in foundation, you will just remain bricks and sand. Now, what do I mean you remain brick, bricks and sand? You will keep promising that there, one day there will be a structure. Bricks and sand, they keep promising. Everyone who sees bricks and sand, he sees a promise that there will be a structure here. <laughs> Everyone, who, anywhere, anywhere you see bricks and sand piled, it's a prophetic word that there will be a house there. But if you're not interested in foundation, you remain bricks and sand. People will just be seeing you and you, you will always look promising that you will, will do a big ministry. <laughs> People who see you, they see a big ministry, say, oh yeah, this one has a potential of building a big ministry. But because you're not interested in foundation, God is not ready to begin that project. The bricks, the bricks are loved. The sand is loved. God loves everything, but he's not ready to begin a project. If these bricks and sand are not willing to be buried, in the foundation. And so that's the reason why God has to hide you. If you have not learned those three things, that number one, God treasures function above manifestation. Number two, maturity is greater than achievement. And number three, the foundation is greater than the structure. If you have not learned those things, then God is not about to do big things in your life. And so I want us to pray. I see our time has uh, uh, come to a close. I want us to pray together and go before God. Go before God. Go before God. And let God perfect your maturity. Let God perfect the foundations. Yes. Just, 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 just take time. Take time. Take time and you know, speak to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him, let him deal with your function in the body of Christ. Let him deal with your function in the body of Christ. Let him, let him work on your maturity that he may hand you your inheritance. Allow him to work on your foundation that he might build on you. Speak to God, speak in tongues. If you can speak in tongues, if you can speak whatever language you can speak, speak before God. Let God work in us. Let God humble us. Thank you so much for listening to this sermon. And I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle, and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk and don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Shiloh LDN. Once again, that's at Shiloh LDN. You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives, building dreams. Until next time, God bless.